0: Hey, guys, this is Gabby. Uh, Just a warning up top. The last segment of the show gets very real, so we wanted to put a trigger warning for suicide. Uh, I talk a lot about my mental health problems that are going
1: on. That said, still a real fun show. Check it out. (laughs) I like
0: your optimism. It's important.
2: Just between
3: us. Hey! Just between us. Hey!
1: Hello! I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, director, and showerer of every day. What? I shower every day. Oh, I thought At you At least wa- once. I thought you just
0: wake up and shower the day with joy. Some days. Sure. I'm Gabby Dunn. I'm a writer, bicon, bisexual icon, wink, uh, and
1: <sighs> fruit enthusiast. I love I- to... I've never seen you eat that much fruit. Really? Welcome to Just Between Us, a show about brutal honesty, female friendship, and completely unsolicited advice. Unsolicited AF, baby. What are you, 12? Yeah. So yesterday, I cleaned out all my clothes. Like, I went through all (laughs) my clothes, and I got rid of so much stuff, and I feel so accomplished.
0: You texted me saying, do you want to come over and take anything? I know. Which is like, I'm like the orphan child. Who just like I'm the charity? Well, no, one woman charity. <laughs>
1: well, Rachel came over too and went through all my stuff.
0: Oh, really? Did yeah. she find anything?
1: Yeah, she took home a lot of stuff.
0: Oh, nice. I see, but okay, but the way that you're trying to get rid of stuff, I'm also trying to get rid of stuff. Oh, you are? Yeah, I don't want. I don't want a lot of things.
1: I, it's weird to feel very accomplished when you get rid of things. Well, now my my secret, like if you go to my home, my home is very very clean, but my secret dirty little secret is my drawers oh my clothes were always so disgusting and so very clean clothes but like crumpled and the drawers Mm. were a mess and so like I just like went through and like made everything beautiful
0: that is um such a mood changer Mm -hmm. even just doing your dishes is like a mood changer
1: well I also discovered so many clothes (laughs) you forgot about them yeah look at this sweater I'm wearing oh that's not new nope Wow. It's old, baby, and it's back in action. Half the clothes I got rid of were because of how they make my belly feel. What? L- that, like, I have a very sensitive belly, as we know. Oh, yeah. And so it has to hit my belly in a certain way mm-hmm. and provide the right amount of pressure. Can't be too much pressure. Because of your xyphoiditis? No, that's more my bras. Oh, okay. And then that, And then it's just a sensitive belly.
0: Don't, you know what? I'm over it. Get your pants four sizes too big. Who cares? Oh yeah, I buy big pants. Yeah, doesn't matter. What is this tight pants situation? That's nobody likes that.
1: Well, I like it um, if aesthetically if they're aesthetically and if they're a stretchy material.
0: Yeah, because you your butt is a gift. Thank you. So like, I guess you got to show it off.
1: You know what else is a great gift? The sequel to our novel that's coming out June 16th. Please send help. It's a follow-up to the New York Times bestseller, I Hate Everyone But You. You can pre-order it now. You can get it when it comes out. And you can see us on tour. Let me read our tour
0: dates. Los Angeles, Monday, July 15th, Barnes & Noble at the Grove, 7 p.m. Tuesday, July 16th, San Francisco, California, Books, Inc. in the Opera Plaza location, 7 p.m. New York, New York, The Strand in the Rare Book Room, July 18th, 7 p.m. Boston, Massachusetts, Friday, July 19th, the Harvard Co-op, which is very official. I went to school in Boston. 7 p.m.
1: We have quite the fire episode for you this week. Later, we'll be asking Sarah Posh some tough questions about our birth charts, and we'll be checking in about your mental health. But first, hit it, maestro! International questions! International question! International question! Hillary from America. Is it rude I said America? No, what do you mean? I don't know, because there's like other parts of North America. Oh, sure. Hillary
0: Hillary from the U.S. Hillary from the U.S. Clinton.
1: Yes, we have an email from Hillary Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll get sued. Okay. Here we go. Hillary wants to know, Hi, my question is, do you think it's better to have your first time with someone you're dating, or does that not really matter if you feel you can trust the person? For context, I'm 18 and have been in one relationship. Thanks, Hillary, from the U.S.
0: Well, okay, I don't mean to critique your email, Hillary, but what does being 18 and being in one relationship have to do with it? Shouldn't you have given us your your virginity status?
1: (laughs) Well, I think she is a virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think she's had sex yet. Oh, okay. Um, and I think I I appreciate the context of both those things because one, 18 is pretty young. It is young, and then also you know her relationship history t- sort of explores like uh, how how experienced you are emotionally being connected to another got person. Got it, got it. So how many? So how, honestly, a yeah. plus email from Hillary from the U.S.
0: Well, well, well. I was not in a relationship. What? I know. Wow, shocking, shocking, breaking news information. Um, No, I was not in a relationship, but it was um, a friend, someone I had known since like the sixth grade. Uh, And I felt we were not in sixth grade. (laughs) We were seniors in in high school. I felt better that it wasn't someone I was in a relationship with. So I had had this boyfriend pretty much all of um, high school. He was like the type of boyfriend where he would write a lot of letters, handwritten letters to me and like was very, very emotionally invested in me and would like talk about how we were meant to be and we were going to like be together forever and all this stuff. And even in high school, you know, like how in high school, like as a girl, you're supposed to be like, oh my God, I love this. This is so romantic. I was in high school being like, Buddy, there's no fucking way that we're going to be together forever. That's ridiculous.
1: No, I don't. Yeah, I think that that's more. I don't think that's a super gendered reaction. I think it's like there's some people who are like way too intense in high school and then more like mature realists.
0: Oh, I was like, this is not going to make it past senior year. So when I never had sex with him when we were together in, in high school because I felt like he was too intense. Like I was like, I can't have sex with this boyfriend because I'll never be able to shake him.
1: That's so interesting. Did you express that to him?
0: Uh, yeah, kind of. And then we split up for like a, a little while.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, in that time, I reconnected with like a guy that i had been friends with uh, in the sixth grade. And th- this is a whole other story. But anyway, uh, ended up having sex with him. We were not dating. And it was not even like it was like around Wasn't
1: it on prom night.
0: Yeah. Around prom. Yeah. And he – and and uh, like a week later was my birthday and so he got me a gift for my birthday and I remember to his face being like, oh, that's not that kind of relationship. Like you don't have to do that.
1: We're- Did he want to be in a relationship with you?
0: No. He was like about to go to Duke. He had like his life ahead of him. We, neither of us were like this is a relationship. I think he was just in high school and felt like, well, I'm fucking this girl so I should probably get her like a birthday present. And I was like, you don't have to do that. Why, who are we kidding?
1: Did you not accept the gift? I
0: don't. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I
1: love it. The only
0: thing I remember is my parents were asleep upstairs and uh, we fucked on the washing machine. Anyway, <sighs> so then I was happy to get it out of the way with someone I trusted, but not someone where there were strings attached, mm-hmm. and in a way that like it wasn't this big dramatic thing that like was just like was going to mean something and was going to like tie me to this person or whatever. Um, which so I felt like it was it was such a relief. To not, to not have done it with the long-term boyfriend.
1: I Yeah, I think that this is one of those questions that is like there is no universal answer. Mm-hmm. It is so dependent on the person and what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so I actually think that this is like a really self-reflective question because to answer it correctly, you have to like really look at yourself and what you want and what type of person you are. Yeah, because in
0: my gut, I was too nervous to, to have sex with the guy that I had been in the relationship with because I felt like it was a promise. Right. I felt like it was saying, like, we're going to be together after high
1: school. And I and I didn't see it that way. And I knew he did. Right. So it's like, what do you want? You know? So if you're someone who, like, for you, you want it to be not just a sexual, physical thing, but also a romantic thing, mm-hmm. then I think you should wait until you're in a relationship. Yeah. But if it's more like, you know, you want, you're exploring your sexuality and you feel emotionally uh, and mentally and physically ready, mm-hmm. then I think it's fine to just, like... Uh, find someone else on a similar page than you yes so that's sort of what gets into like why you didn't sleep with your boyfriend is because you weren't on the same page no and i knew that right and so that's like that requires a lot of uh self-awareness and also you know sometimes put pumping the brakes on something for someone else's benefit
0: absolutely like
1: whereas like you you could have had sex with him but you knew that that would be detrimental to his well-being
0: yeah but, like, we were doing other things that were also, like, emotionally uh, – like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like we should discount the the BJs and other stuff. It's like that was just as probably intense for him because of his feelings for me than, than, than even just, like, P and V or whatever. And also, like, there were girls that I was with that, like, probably – it's like, oh, well, is your virginity not when I had sex with that girl? It, it was – you know?
1: Yeah. I have a friend who who's queer, and she's always says, you know, it's like, you can tell when you're having sex.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the women that I was sleeping with, like, that's, in my mind, because of how heteronormative, like, my society was around me, I because it was a religious community, I was like, oh, that, but that's not sex. But, like, I was fucking having sex with these girls.
1: Yeah. I think you kind of have to, like, go into the situation, and if you're not in the relationship with somebody, say, can I can I be this intimate with this person and then never hear from them again and feel okay about that? Yeah. And if if the answer is no, then that's not the right situation. And right. And if the answer is sure, then go for it. Yeah. But like I, you know, I would really, especially if it's your first time, I would really like play out all the various situations that could happen afterwards and see what you're comfortable with. And communicate with them. Totally. Be so communicative. I think that one of the worst Uh, myths told to women especially is that you have to act like you don't want a relationship. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. And it's so harmful. Like, it's 100% okay to want a relationship. Yes. That doesn't mean everyone's gonna want a relationship with you. Yeah. But like, that's a goal, and that's a yes. thing that you can have and want and vocalize. And if someone says, ew, no, or, like you're moving too fast, and you can be like, we're on different pages, like have a great life. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't feel like um you have to, uh, because you're if you're a virgin, whatever, don't feel like you have to have sex so that the person will stay. Like if you're not ready, and they're, and, and it's also like you're like, oh, my God, well, they're not going to stay in the relationship with me, and I want a relationship, don't do
1: that. Life is very long, and there are going to be many people coming in and out of your life.
0: It's also fine to be an 18-year-old – like, you're a teenager. To be an 18-year-old virgin, like, you're a teenager.
1: I don't, think, be, that, I don't think Hillary is, feels weird about being a virgin. That's okay. not the sense I got from her Okay, email.
0: But she, is she saying, like, she should wait until she has another relationship or she should just – She's just
1: asking, like, if, if – yeah. I think she's asking if it's emotionally safe to have sex with someone you're not in a relationship with.
0: Depends on – yeah, and, and, and you're it right. Depends it depends on, on, the on If you value sex or whatever.
1: Do you think that you have an obligation to tell your partner if you're a virgin? No. No. And tell me more why. Um, That's your business. I think it, again, depends on what you're expecting from the situation. Right. So I think if you're, like, in a relationship with that person and, like, actually, like, looking to potentially, like, have a future with them, then yeah. you should tell them. But if, again, this is just something that you're ready to do and you want to have fun, mm-hmm. then, like, I don't think that you need to tell them.
0: The only scenario I can see that going south is, like— if they're, like, are trying to be rough or if they're, like, oh. a person who's, like, can I choke you or whatever. And you're, like, this is my first time. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, that situation I could kind of see.
1: How often has a partner on the first time you've slept with them tried to choke you?
0: Do you want the answer to that question? Yeah. Often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, but just, I mean, if if people assume that you are more experienced, they might be, like, Let's, you know, they, you might have the idea that you want your first time to be face to face and the other person thinking that you've had sex a lot might be like, let's do it from behind. You know what I mean? Like, I think like that maybe they need some information about your level of experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the that's the only thing I could I could see. You know what I mean?
1: I think it's also why are you choosing not to tell them? If it's yeah. like because you're embarrassed, then this probably isn't a person that you feel comfortable enough with to be having sex mm-hmm. with in the first place.
0: But if it's like a one night stand, like if you're just right. trying you're to just lose like your virginity fun. and you pick them up at a club or whatever, right. then like great. Go for it. Yeah.
1: Put a towel down.
0: Put a towel down. Uh uh like use a condom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if and and not and again, like not to be heteronormative, but like also for gay guys, like you know, um being on prep is huge and, like, making sure that the person isn't going to be like, oh, I can just stick it in because, like, you definitely need to, pre- like, you know, prepare your butthole. Like, you
1: know what I mean? Like, there are things that, that I I understand think- the need to prepare your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I wasn't mean, born yesterday. Okay. Well, I
0: just mean, like, I don't want to be so heteronormative about it because I think, like, there is there are things that are sex that. We're just not – that, like, people
1: go, well, your virginity means this. But, like, it doesn't. And that's another huge thing is, like, in terms of emotional connection, a lot of stuff will cause you to feel that way other than a traditional P and the V. Absolutely. So if you don't feel ready for that, then you are probably not ready for a lot of other stuff, too. And some
0: people, to them, uh, like – I've heard. I mean, a friend of mine who's a gay guy has has mentioned that he doesn't really like um, penetration. So a lot of times, if he's like dating someone and they're they're having sex, to him, having sex is like we just do blowjobs, right? So like, it just depends. Like you you know, there's no definition of sex, basically. But I think
1: there is in terms of intimacy. Yes. Like you again, like you'll know when you're having it.
0: Yeah, you'll know. You'll know when you're having it, <laughs> and then in the middle of it, you just yell, "This is sex! This is sex!"
1: Wow, I think we probably really helped Hillary there.
0: I also love that I'm like, here's my whole story, and you said nothing about your own
1: stuff. Mm, Interesting. Moving on. uh, This is classic, by the way. (laughs) I provided helpful information.
0: While maintaining a distance from your own life and situations.
1: If you want to submit your international question, send it to justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. That's justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. Because remember, it's important to set your own boundaries. Stick around after the break for tough questions. We hope you know your rising sign because we're going to be learning all about astrology. Welcome back to Just Between Us. Now it's time for the juiciest, most scandalous, controversial segment known to all of podcasting. Tough questions. And this week I believe you and I could not be more hype. I'm so excited
0: for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that we've wanted to do for so long.
1: Um, and I'm, I'm nervous about how I'm going to behave and I want to apologize in advance. Oh, I'm going to be too excited. Yeah, I might. I, I'm working on um, how to have a different opinion without being rude.
0: Oh, I don't think you're going to be rude because you are also like hype in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest today is Sarah Posh, an astrologer, life coach, and intuitive healer, and we could not be more stoked on this.
2: Hello. Yay. Welcome. I'm super stoked to be here. I, I love... like that
1: you said welcome to us.
2: Yeah. Thank you for welcome. having us. <laughs> Thank welcome. you for having us on your show. <laughs> Allison Gabby, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you're both Geminis and your birthday's end of Gemini, correct? And the last day. Twentieth. Yeah. Yeah. And your beginning of Gemini. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's dig into my chart. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. And
0: I've looked at stuff I've looked at Allison's chart in the past to try to understand her as a friend.
1: (laughs) Truly. No, I and it does I'm shaking my head, listeners. Whatever.
2: (laughs) No, I mean I think as Geminis, you probably know that if you don't understand something, it can be really frustrating. Yes. Um, And same goes for ourselves, right? So I think understanding breeds connection. And Mm -hmm. that's another thing astrology does. Just like any of those other tests, it gives you a a great understanding like, yeah, we're supposed to be different Mm -hmm. in these ways.
1: But I, I honestly feel like one of the reasons I believe in this, I don't believe in this, is because Gabby and I are the same sign. And I feel so different from Gabby.
2: Yeah, your charts are very different, very uh. different. And one thing I'll say that um, I noticed right away about your guys' charts when I looked at them was your moon signs. Um, Gabby has a Capricorn – or no, sorry. Sagittarius. Yeah, Sagittarius moon. I, was, I have a Sagittarius moon as well. Yeah. Um, and you have a Capricorn moon. Oh, so,
0: fuck. Yeah, very what
2: different. What do moons mean? The three components of every chart, like the skeleton structure of a chart, if mm-hmm. I do a reading, is the sun sign, the moon sign, and the rising sign. So the sun sign is like it is the core essence of who you are. It's it's the self, right? The sun is the self, the ego identity. It's what makes you different um, in a good way, in a healthy sense of self. And it also is that overarching sense of who you're always becoming because we're always just in a process of self-mastery, right? Mm-hmm. So the sun is our life purpose. It gives us information about like what did your soul incarnate here to really like grow into evolve into Mm -hmm. and the moon is the body that you incarnated into so the spirit the sun comes into the body the moon and that's like your day-to-day how you walk around and how you embody and and really carry out that kind of Destiny.
1: So I'm more like a Capricorn in my daily interactions. Is that what you're saying?
2: Like your daily routines, it would it would seem that you would function at a more emotional secure place if there is a plan in place, if there's structure, if there's a long term kind of like vision in place. Um, this doesn't sound like me at all. What? I'm just kidding. Exactly <laughs> I was me. like, "What are you talking <laughs> about? That is exactly you." And what's beautiful is Allison has Virgo rising, which is another oh. Earth sign. So what's that mean? So, so I, I'm going to tell you. So um, <laughs> another thing I do want to say is, like, anytime I give a reading, I I slow down and I really try to make it educational or informational mm-hmm. as well because I don't want the person to be like, "I'm just telling you who you are." Again, no, so
1: totally. And it's helpful to listeners too, and to me, like, I don't know. What means what? So yeah. all this explanation is very helpful. Okay,
2: cool. Um, yeah. So your rising sign then has to do with your your astrological mask. It's kind of what it's called. So it's your personality, your persona. It's how you've kind of socially evolved and your social survival skill set. Right. So okay. it's like how you feel most comfortable. Walking into a situation, a group situation, meeting a new person, presenting yourself. It's like the face you feel most comfortable wearing. It's not necessarily like who you are. So the people who are closer to you, um, mm-hmm. the closer someone gets to you, the more they get your sun, and then the more intimate they get with you, then they get your moon. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, I would think it'd be the other way. Cause I, because I, if it's like your body versus like your soul, wouldn't you get to know someone's body before you get to know their soul?
2: I think that the moon is more intimate and actually our body is like – yeah, I don't think people just, like, get to know your body right away. I think, like, you know, even when you get into an intimate relationship and there's that physical connection, um, that's so a So which one do you layer. get to know
1: last? you get to know the sun last? I think last? the moon. Oh, the moon last. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, and it, it, I guess it would also depend on how much that person really knows themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And so how much are they actually able to identify their authentic sun self versus are they just relying kind of on their personality, on their rising sign, which – a lot of people can get trapped doing because that's our conditioned self it's like when am,
1: what's my rising sign
2: virgo what's that
0: oh please explain that because i can't wait for how r-
2: accurate this is about to be <laughs> so i do want to say virgo and capricorn they're both earth signs so there's a natural um congruence to that if that makes sense they're both earth signs so your your astrological mask of virgo it um it gets along well with your emotional body with your moon So how you go about your day-to-day Virgo rising um, (laughs) – I have Virgo south nodes, so I'm, like, laughing at myself because I I love it – is it's all in the details. And it's all about efficiency and getting shit done and, like, please don't waste my time. And if it doesn't have a purpose, I don't have time for it. Um, If somebody's like, trying to waste my time, if someone – like, delegating would almost be annoying unless you really know the person can do it, especially with a Capricorn moon. It's like – just let me do it. Like, I know I'll do a better job. I'll know I'll do it faster. <laughs> like, very Are much Are you like dying that. right now? I, I can delegate. I mean, I could see, like, a Virgo rising Capricorn moon being somebody who maybe tried delegation and then, like, ended up just redoing it themselves anyways.
1: <laughs> well, in my defense, all delegation I've ever given to Gabby, I have to then fix it. <laughs> that's, so that's your—but that's your personality. Right. Is it—yeah, but— I No, I let you. I give you power, and then and then it's it becomes. Well, she's
0: gonna read me why? to filth okay. later. Great, great. You'll great. see. But yeah, this is so accurate to Al- as soon. I mean, you hadn't even explained it as soon as you said Capricorn and Virgo, I was like,
1: <laughs> so that's so interesting to me. Though, then why do people often just identify with their one sun sign when that doesn't seem to be what people well, are truly like?
2: I just think people don't know. They don't know that. Yeah, other. and I mean, and I used to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. And that's why I love skeptics, because I'm like, listen, I mean, I grew up in the science background. And so I didn't just, like, buy into astrology. I, I really, like, went into it as this experiential kind of, like, curiosity. I was like, prove it. Like, mm-hmm. prove yourself, astrology. And it just hasn't failed for me yet. I'd say that my skepticism level is a
1: little lower but I'm still a skeptic but I also love to hear things about myself so and, I'm excited for my chart. Well that's some
2: Gemini shit
0: <laughs> but, um, but um, Capricorn and Virgo wow really makes a lot of sense.
2: What else? Yeah um, and I think that there's a gift in having I just want to go back to the Gemini Capricorn Virgo thing um, there's a gift in having this Gemini Capricorn energy where Capricorn it's similar to having Sagittarius in your chart as well Capricorn can be really heavy it can be really serious and kind of daunting and it can be this like moving through molasses like it's just so one-lined in that way and so the gemini essence that you get from your chart dating a gemini it's like sometimes it drives me nuts because i'm like can we just be serious for a minute um but it's so light-hearted it's such a beautiful difference and and contrast that I think is so beautiful for a soul to have that kind of balance, whereas a Gemini, an immutable air sign that doesn't have that earth in their chart, that Capricorn or that Virgo, it could be really flighty and fun and airy, but like it's never really feet hit the ground, finding that depth, you Mm -hmm. know, that can sometimes be missed. So you both have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, but having a Capricorn moon obviously is going to be more Earth than that how you i'm get grounded any- sh- baby yeah, yeah. It's how you get
0: anything done
2: yeah <laughs> <That> yeah <out. laughs> yeah you guys help each other out with that she keeps you inspired you get shit done it's great yeah in your chart you have you have a lot of gemini because you have jupiter in conjunction with your sun in gemini jupiter sun and gemini is like big conversations like not afraid to say things like really like powerful words that can reach the masses that can go far so i
1: did have a tweet go viral <laughs> She's talking. I think in
0: I'm interpreting it as like your your mental health conversations that yeah. like that you're like because you're not a small talk person. No,
2: yeah. So Jupiter, big big mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, yeah, in Gemini, your soul is here to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. The conversations you're bringing to the table aren't always easy to be received or to say. So there's that kind of like sensitivity that you've had to work through, and really that vulnerability that you've had to just lean into and. Except that you can't avoid if you're going to be this person that has these conversations, you got to be willing to go in into that kind of like heart of humanity. Did you
0: tell her stuff? No. <laughs> this is your chart. She couldn't even. What is she
2: gonna make that up? She she's Am I freaking photog- her out? <laughs> yeah, you're. Free- I feel freaked out. No, she's photoshopping <laughs> your chart. No. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I love about it too. Is like, I don't know you, but I love learning about you, and you can tell me if. I mean, it's-
1: this segment is literally called tough questions. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, because I love to
1: ask tough questions.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I think if you're really being honest with yourself, it's it's vulnerable, you know, and it's also vulnerable to the person that you're asking the tough questions to, and so That's that's what I've had to learn
1: the most is how to do that with tact. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, because I don't
1: want to stop asking the questions, but I have to learn how to do it appropriately Mm -hmm. and where it's not harmful to either of us.
2: Mm -hmm. Sensitive. Yeah, and your Capricorn moon is highly sensitive to your environment and to, you know, the the kind of, like, relationships that you're starting or ending or how that's affecting people. And so you can use that to really hone in on integrity Mm -hmm. and hone in on just mutual respect and maturity. Um, I think that's a gift of having that Capricorn moon. You know, it's like that grandmother wisdom. That's like, okay, we need to be honest, but um, we don't need to be harsh. You know what I mean? I, I just I remember whenever I think of like a Capricorn moon, I think of the highest potential of expression is that grandmother with discernment, like strong discernment, and just like deep well of care and compassion, but no bullshit. You know? And the
0: wisdom, the the spelling out wisdom, the dis, the giving out wisdoms shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm shook. Okay, <laughs> your face is red. But is this just bullshit that I want to hear about myself? No, I'm sitting Maybe. here too.
0: <laughs> I'm also sitting here and I know you.
1: This is if scarily was, accurate, right? Allison, if she was saying this
0: about me, wouldn't you be like, no?
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And now Gabby. Yeah. You're, now
0: you're about to hear the opposite of whatever just she just said to you. <laughs> I promise.
2: So here we go. So the reason why you guys also get along and understand each other is that you're a Taurus rising. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. So there's that third earth quality that we talked about. All three earth signs are involved in your guys' relationship. So that's beautiful. Taurus Um, is the whole, Taurus rising is the whole reason I get anything done. mm, Yeah. (laughs) Having a fixed Taurus rising can be, it's really good. You have Jupiter on your on your ascendant as well so there's a quality of lightheartedness that's brought to your rising sign which i think is a really big gift there's a sense of needing things to be fun while you're doing them they don't have to just be like we gotta do it till it's done kind Mm -hmm. of thing um but taurus is notorious for liking finer things it's ruled by venus so a really good sense of what quality is and you don't have that finer things you don't think i like spend money on shit
1: yeah, but I don't think that you grew up – like, I don't – I don't know. I don't think that you value quality the way that, like, my sister does. Oh, but that's a different – that's a different
0: view of value and quality. I don't
1: know. You'd, like, eat – you'll, like, eat out of a trash can.
0: Yeah, but that's not – but that's not – Uh, I think there's a quality – I think there's, like, a comfort. Like, there's, like, a me wanting things to be comfortable and, like, spending money on – like, upgrading to first class for no reason or, like – Pay, just paying to do this thing that I don't even have the money for so that I'm comfortable.
2: Yeah. Well, and Taurus is, is ruled by Venus and the, the pleasure of Taurus is, is for the senses. So it's like that peaceful comfort. Like Taurus can sometimes be like, this is great. We don't need to change it. Like it's working. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like that can be kind of a Taurus thing too. Um, because, they yeah, the comfort thing. You know, just, like, liking things to be nice and comfortable. But your definition of comfort is going to be different from somebody else's definition of comfort. Yeah. Having Jupiter there is, like, it might be really uncomfortable for you to feel confined to a small space. (laughs) Yeah. It might need, like, I need to feel like I've got room to do what I want to do or to grow or things of that nature.
0: Yeah. I think my definition of comfort is strange. Like, that's the thing. I think, like, you know, it's the... It's not like, oh, I want to, it's like the same fucking junk food all the time or like the same, yeah, I'm going to eat out of the trash can, but it's like the same comforting like s- shitty stuff. <laughs> I don't, I, I get it. I get it. It's like my definition of comfort, which but I am
1: wondering if right now if what's happening is like you're, 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 you're you want this to be true. So then you're no, I know, figuring out how to no, make no. it fit you.
0: I know that. No, I, I've looked into the, I mean, I have like an app that I've looked into it too and like. Taurus is very stubborn Taurus is very like the the whole I mean the whole reason that I probably ever sit down and write anything to completion (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's like very I I do see a lot of it like I do see a lot of this sort of although it is funny because I think it's very I think I'm very like private about that part of myself so like other people when I've been like I'm a Taurus rising they're like what Mm -hmm. but I think it's like something that I am a little embarrassed of. And so it's like a part of my personality or part of like what I do that I try to like keep it to myself almost. Why? Like what's the negative connotation? Um I think it's I think it's this thing of wanting to seem because I I want to outwardly seem cool and chill. And like and like very like I can go with the flow or whatever, but I I know that there's parts of me where I'm like I I need I need to be in this nice bed i need to be like sitting here i need to be eating the same thing i eat all the time like it is this thing that i don't i don't tell people about mm. like i keep it very i buy the same groceries every time yeah I like don't, Taurus like,
2: rising is like let's just eat the same lunch every day yes Make, keep it and simple and like have no and i and i
0: am very like I'll buy the same lunch every day and hide the receipts, like throw the receipts away so that like my ex-girlfriend wouldn't see them or that like nobody can see that I had the same lunch four days in a row. Like I'm oh, very like, so I'm ve- because I want to seem like this really sort of way that I, I know that I'm, I'm very, I, I see a lot of this in me, but it is something that I am embarrassed
2: of. So I try to hide it.
1: Is there an explanation for why she is so ashamed of who she
2: truly is? You have Jupiter on your ascendant, so that is like, kind of like how I said she has Jupiter's sun. So there might be this feeling, this pressure of like needing to be successful, needing to be the best kind of yeah. like driving her. It could be like needing to be the most outgoing, needing to be the one that has the most to say, needing to be the one that brings the most, you know, that Jupiter quality of like brightness and fun and buoyancy and, you know, going with the flow. And so that's coloring that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't want people, uh, it is a thing where I don't, I don't want people to know that I need to go home and sit in silence. I don't want people to know that I need comforts. I want to seem like the person who could sleep anywhere. I want to seem like the person who, like, who can just, like, oh, yeah, I'm on a road trip right now. Absolutely. But I also am the person who's, like, I, I, like, recently, I drove out to my friend's birthday party, which was, like, an hour away. And I was, like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. But they were all sleeping over at the house. And I was, like, and I was like, uh, "Nope, I'm gonna leave and drive home and sleep in my own bed." Like I didn't stay, but I want to seem like the person who's like, "Are we all hanging out till four a.m. doing cocaine?" Hell yeah, that's me. But like, I'm I'm not. I drove home. Like, and I think like I'm ashamed of that. Mm, why? Because I want people to think that I'm like chill and not the person who needs to go She's home and sleep in my own bed.
1: Image conscious.
2: I wonder. Um... You know, I mean, I, I appreciate the person who wants to go home and go but to bed. I don't bed. want people to know that that's what I'm like. You just told everybody. I that. know. I know. I know. Because
0: because I think even, like, my closest friends who know my star chart are like, this Taurus doesn't make any sense. And I, like, am embarrassed. And I'm like, it does
1: make sense. Well, I think that in my experience, the way that people perceive Gabby and the true Gabby is very different.
2: Yes, Exactly. I hear that you're aware of these kind of potential barriers to feeling loved or understood. Um, And it sounds like this lifetime, you're really healing that. Like you're really opening the window to dialoguing with people to hear maybe, you know, you're saying out loud that you don't want people to think this about you. But have you given them the opportunity to prove otherwise? Like, what if? Yeah. So that might be something that's carried over and not truly. um, and, And you can totally, like, Free yourself, liberate yourself from that just by inviting in the the vulnerable conversation. Mm. Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. So I want to tell both of you that we're all three kind of going through our Saturn return, which is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturn return happens once every 20 to 30 years. It's kind of like the rite of passage into adulthood. So right around when we're like 27, 28, we usually start having a major life review happening, a major let go, some sort of circumstance that kind of like stops us and says, hey, like here's the the karma you've built up until this point. Here's the life you've been leading. Is it authentic? Is it what you want? Do you want to keep going? Um, and then we're like asked to really step in and embody what we really want and step through a lot of fears and those self-imposed limitations. And so having your moon there and it in an aspect to that sun moon Your Saturn return has a lot to do with kind of reintegrating and healing this separation or this polarity within yourself of, like, your identity and how you feel and in your relationships and really getting to build relationships with people that honor who you really are and don't ask you to be somebody you're not. So it's – I would really question, you know, what in me thinks that I have to be everybody's friend, What in me thinks that I have to please everybody? Because that sounds exhausting, personally. You have moon in Sagittarius, so you have a natural affinity of appreciating everybody else, of being friendly with everybody else, this kind of like joyful curiosity about like different cultures or different people. Um, And that's what you give in relationship. That's like the gift you offer. And so inviting in relationships that give that same thing back. That really like want have that same curiosity and and assuming that there are people like that that like the things that make us different and unique, you also they're also two sides of the same coin. So it's like even though they're different, they're so much of the same. So you can think of you know Gemini and Sagittarius, they both have to do with truth and understanding.
0: I think like the Taurus is like you have to you have to be succeeding at all times, and then like uh, I have a tough time. I, I I have a tough time with uh, being like, well, if it's not big, then it doesn't matter.
2: A gift of Taurus is that they can see the beauty in anything. And you have that gift. Like, you have that ability to, like, be like, someone else said that this sucked or it wasn't great. And you're like, but I I found a gem in it. You know? Like, that is, like... It's a very different perspective. It might feel out there. It might be like so contrasted to everybody else that it's scary to like point that out. Like eating out of the trash, it's like could be really weird. But like maybe you have something to teach us about what <laughs> you're finding. I don't know. You know? Yeah, it's lonely. But maybe it doesn't have to be. Maybe it's um, an invitation to bring other people in to kind of your world.
1: Do you feel? Do you feel seen by your star chart? Yes. You know, yes, I'm in a cry. Because of what part? That you're not showing people your true self. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I can't let people in. It's okay. Well, that's something about astrology, too, is it's like, um, you're, you're like hearing stuff about yourself and you're like, uh, you know,
2: you know what I think? is that from reading your chart, I feel like your presence is so potentially healing to so many people because it's so accepting to what you see and what you find in other people. And it it sounds like that's your gift of like really being able to just not find ugly, ugly, you know? And um, it's an invitation to realize you get to give that to yourself too. Oof, that's my whole fucking thing.
1: I think you've you've grown a lot. Yeah, but I still don't do it. I
0: don't extend to myself the same that I extend to other people. So that's the whole fucking thing.
2: Ah. Well, maybe from here going forward, you at least try. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe just using. How long have you
1: been saying that? What that you should do that? Yeah, (laughs) a long time, but you weren't ready to hear it yet, and I think maybe now you're ready to hear it and to try it.
0: Because I give other people so much leeway. Of course. And then zero leeway to myself. I know. (sighs) I'm okay.
2: It's good. It sounds like you're ready and you want to, and that's what the emotional response might be inviting you into. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. you've said things to me recently that you've never said before, which leads me to believe that there's change coming.
2: Also, like, born
1: in Mercury retrograde is just so exactly correct. Sure, <laughs> it is. I just don't know what that means, but yeah. Mercury retrograde
0: is like when people are like, "Shit's fucked."
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think that, that you you've had of external circumstances working against you, and you have internal internal holds ups working against you. Started from the bottom. Now we're in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> mm, I love that. And you'll be at the top soon enough. Yeah, started
0: at the bottom, still kind of at the bottom, but oh, man.
1: <laughs> but, you're, but I think how people view you, people would think you're at the top. I know. And so it's about, you know, finding that middle ground of not feeling like you're at the bottom, but then also not feeling like you have to convince everybody you're at the top.
0: I want to convince everybody. I know. <laughs> you're like, hey, um,
1: just this, that, Just this re- an
0: FYI. F- yeah, just an <laughs> FYI. You're
2: crying, so it's not working. <laughs> I know. Mm. Thank you for letting me look at your charts and share. And thank you. No,
0: no, I see no. you. I, I see you. no, I
2: no. <laughs> believe me, I
0: appreciate it.
1: No, a couple of years ago, Gabby would have uh not not been in tune enough with her emotions to have cried. That's true. And I think that the fact that you're crying shows growth. Hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. Do you need a tissue? Oh,
0: no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. What do
1: we say, though? What? It's okay to not be okay. That's true.
0: No, we can keep all this in the part where I keep repeating. I'm okay. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> we promised you brutal honesty, folks, and it's coming at you fast. <laughs> um, well, I think we learned a lot here, <laughs> and I think it's now time to move on to a lighter topic. I know. I'm sorry. No, don't be. It's. It's. I think we can now. We can loosen up. Okay. Would you, would you like to play a game with us? Yeah. It's a game
0: show.
2: It's a game show. We're ah, not moving yay. on to the game show okay,
1: segment great. of our podcast. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to our next segment Hypotheticals. It's a game show. It's a game show where I'm going to give you and Gabby uh, situations, hypothetical situations, and you will tell me how you would respond in such situations, and I'll tell you why you're probably wrong. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, great. Okay, wonderful. Uh... So, our first game within the game is called Would You Stay With This Cheater? Okay, mm. here we go. You find out your spouse of 30 years has been having an affair over the course of your whole marriage, but only on leap days, which they consider to be a free pass since it's not a real day. They are a Pisces. Would you stay with this cheater?
2: Is this behavior of a Pisces? I, I initially right away just want therapy. Like from hearing the question, yeah,
1: that's for you and your partner.
2: Or just for you, no, just for me. Yeah, <laughs> I because- want to know what in me attracted a partner to do this, and how to handle working that out of my system. Yeah,
0: also the gaslighting inherent in. Well, it's not a real day. They don't uh, think it's a
1: real day. Oh, but they didn't think to share that with you. Uh, they thought everyone thought that. They thought no! that, that. They thought that the leap day was like the equivalent of the purge. <laughs> Oh my god! I
0: would not stay with this cheater because they don't understand what leap days are.
1: <laughs> What's tough is that you 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 gave birth to a kid on a leap day, and so the kid's not real. The kid, right? They never thought the kid was real, so that <laughs> they never a- acknowledged the kid, <laughs> and now you finally understand why. Oh,
0: got it. So you were still together,
1: but and they- you were raising a kid alone. So honestly, it's a lot about what what was going on with you. That you let this happen.
0: Right, right. go to therapy. Therapy. (laughs) The answer is don't stay with this cheater and go to therapy. Yeah.
1: But so are we in agreement, though, that leap days are are not real days? Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Leap days are real days. What happens on a leap day is real.
1: Here is our final question. It is a new game. This game is called Is This a Date? While in line at a supermarket, the person in front of you lets you cut ahead of them and then walks you to your car. They are a Scorpio. Is this a date?
2: No, Scorpio
0: not tied down. They don't want it. They don't. They don't think anything. Oh, no Scorpio. Okay, yeah. The Scorpio thinks it's a the date. The Scorpio yes. thinks it's a date. Yes, yes. yes. I did my research. I'm like, I'm like I me. I did my research. I'm like me.
2: No, but and the I would Scorpio be very definitely th- yes. Thinks it's a date. That's actually wow. really funny because oh, my sweet boyfriend. When I first went um, to when we first started talking, just as friends, we were not dating. We went to a bookstore together. And he's a Scorpio rising Scorpio moon, but he's a Gemini. Oh. And it was great. We were just, like, looking at books together. And I find out months later when we started dating, in retrospect, he definitely thought that was, like, a first date. and had no idea at the time I was, like, in a relationship. And I was, like, nowhere near, like, thinking it was a date. I was just, like, cool. He didn't know you were in a full relationship? Yeah, he didn't know. And I didn't know. He, like, didn't know. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't think anything of it because we, like, went to the bookstore across the street after we both taught yoga. Right, like we both like books, and I'm like cool, and then I realized it, and was like, oh. At what point did he realize it wasn't a date? When I told him,
1: I would argue the fact that you're together now, it was a date. Yeah,
2: that's what's scary. That's what's scary about the Scorpio. Uh That's what's scary about the whole situation. You said is that before you know it. You're like, no, we're not on a date, and then and you're then like, suddenly they're together. getting into your car, <laughs> and, and you're, you're like...
1: driving home to cook dinner together. Funny. So this was a clear answer was that that absolutely was, it was a, date. a date. Wow. <laughs> Shit.
2: So Shit. the Scorpio
0: has the ability to trick you into a date. Well, I don't right.
1: Know. I let's not. We'll cut that from the podcast. We don't want Scorpios to know their powers. <laughs>
2: <Good call. laughs> My sister's a Scorpio. Well, there we go. And She's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any. Any sign unconscious has the potential to be a nightmare. You know, we all have it in us. That's so true. Thank
1: you so much for being on our podcast. Where can we find you?
2: You can find me um, on Instagram. It's just Sarah underscore Posh. Or you can find me online on my website, sarahposh.com. Um... And, yeah, I have all sorts of things. Thanks, to you guys, for introducing what I offer. I do readings. I do relationship readings, so chart comparison. Maybe next time we'll talk about your guys' synastry. Ooh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then I do coaching and a lot of retreats throughout the year in beautiful locations with wonderful collaborators. So, that sounds so peaceful amazing it's fun thank you
1: so much (laughs) I learned a lot me too oh man and Gabby cried stay tuned after the break uh, because we'll be talking about just checking in with your friend Allison's new hashtag just checking in and I also really need to check in with Gabby yeah this is a real tie in Welcome back to Just Between Us. It's time for Topics. X, 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 X. -X -X. Thanks for joining me in that. No problem. Uh, It's important for us to feel connected now that we have the same (laughs) son. So this week's topic, I feel the need to give a little background. Please. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I went to Creative Week to be on a panel hosted by one of two college friends I have left. Wow, congrats. Thank you. Her name is Sarah Romanoff, and Mm -hmm. she is an art director at a advertising agency and her mom was uh, a therapist and super involved in mental health and so she wanted to do a panel for this uh, basically like a big seminar conference for the advertising world mm-hmm. about finding a hashtag for mental illness awareness the same way there's like uh, the Me Too hashtag or the Black Lives Matter hashtag—you know—something yeah. that like fully, you know, catches on in the zeitgeist and like is something universally used to to discuss mental, mental health. health. Yeah, and it was an interesting panel. Uh, so we were discussing it and we opened it up to the group, and this one man—he said something that really struck me, where he said, "You know, but what about people who aren't personally suffering?" from mental illness but know and care about people that are you know like what is a hashtag that encompasses their part of the story too
0: that they can use to show support and to to like get the conversation going about mental health
1: yes okay and um and then he shared that he does this really great thing where he like checks in with his friends he'll send like a check-in text Mm -hmm. um which is like you know just letting someone know that you're there for them and that you're thinking of them and that you're a resource if they need you Mm -hmm. so from that i was like well maybe the most universal most universal version of this hashtag incorporates both the people suffering and the people who care about those suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, So I proposed a hashtag, hashtag just checking in.
0: Yeah, say more about it, because I think you check in on people too, even though uh, you're a person who is kind of known for having uh, dealt with mental illness. So what what is like, what would how would you use just checking in?
1: So for me, it's like, you know, I think you can use it online when you're talking about something. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about your own mental health or you're talking about the things you've observed in friends, you know, that that can kind of be uh, the hashtag that ends it. Or Mm -hmm. like, you know, on Instagram, if you post a photo of you like and you're like – you know, today was not the, the best day. Hashtag just checking in, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so there's the social media aspect of it. But then I also think that it's just a really simple and concise way to actually speak to your friends. And I think it's something like you don't need to use the hashtag, but I think you no, no, just like, text
0: them, Hi, just, just checking just, in. Just checking in. Mm-hmm. And I think
1: that um, a lot of people feel feel very alone in their struggles and they also feel very much like a burden so they don't want to necessarily initiate the conversation about yes. what's going on with mm-hmm. them so if if you do that for them then there's like a higher chance that they'll actually engage with it i think and that you can potentially you know help them even just by being there
0: yeah i i um a couple people or now i think three people in the last like couple months have sent me uh, messages that were like not not because they thought something was wrong with me but just being like hey I just want to say like you've been really kind to me and like thank you and and another oh really people you know yeah um well uh, former guest Brian Jordan Alvarez messaged me after he was on the show and was just like thank you for supporting my work all the time it really it, it was like a long email that was like so so nice and I was like Oh, because people hardly ever say thank you to their friends or, like, check, you know, like, say, like, hey, this is what you mean to me. Right. Because it's, like, kind of strange. But mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. Or, like, another friend e- emailed me this week and was like, hey, I'm so late, but I just read your book and, like, it's great and I just thought I should email you. But a lot of people would just, like, would just be, like, reading it and then that's it. You no, know
1: I think it's – I mean, I feel like – We're taught to, like, have words of affirmations with our romantic partners, Mm -hmm. but we should have it with everybody in our lives. If
0: you think a nice thought about someone, text text them. Call them. I have started doing more. uh, I used to feel very weird about it, but I have started doing more of, like, hey, just thinking about you, heart emoji. Mm -hmm. And you do that all the time. You don't need to be told to do that. You do it all the time.
1: Yeah, I check in. I'm a checker-inner. You are a checker-inner. Yeah. Does
0: it bother you? Um. No, well, no. I mean, I know why you're doing it. Sometimes, I mean, I'm I'm having a particularly tough time, and I know that you're. I know that you and and my sister both sort of are a little bit of my asshole about it. Yeah, but I also understand that I have given you reason to be, mm-hmm. and I. It's nice. It's just, it's a nice thing that you guys are doing. I just am like. Uh, you know, you don't you I don't know how to explain it because it's so ungrateful to be like, oh, leave me alone. But like, it's also just like, don't you know, you don't want to be left alone. You just your your mental illness or your brain or whatever is telling you to be like, why is everyone worried about me? But like, uh, I don't know, because you're like literally a walking cry for help. Like, <laughs> what do you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's like such a weird duality coming back to like the the more checking in Mm -hmm. when someone's potentially in like turmoil what like what could I say to you that you would receive better than what I have been saying which is sort of just like how are you just checking in
0: um well I think both you and my sister are very um I don't know what the word is goal oriented or movement oriented where it's like how are you? I say how I am. And then both of you are sort of like, well, what are we doing about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be kind of overwhelming. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't know what we're doing about it. Um, and, and I think both of you are very like, well, here are four steps to do.
1: I guess I've been doing that because for me, one of the biggest red flags and what's been going on with you is, a, is a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. And that there isn't, that there's, that this is how it's going to be forever. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I feel like having steps in place and like actions to take and calling mm-hmm. your psychiatrist and maybe changing this, like maybe will help you realize that there's n- it's not helpless and that you can change things. But I can also see how that can, in the moment, feel overwhelming. Over-
0: overwhelming because you're like, and I appreciate it. I think you're a person who's just like, okay, Gabby, we're not going to wallow. We're getting up. We're, we're calling the psychiatrist. You can we're doing wallow. this. But, uh, yes, but I think, like, there's a lot of sort of action stuff. Or you'll be like, okay, I need you to call your therapist. I need you to tell me once you've done that. I need you to, which, like, from your end, completely the right thing to be doing. I just, I just am like, I don't want to. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a fetal position on my bed and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um... And, and there is a lot of, um, from both, from both you and my sister, and this is not a bad thing, but sort of like, what can I do? And I don't have an answer.
1: There's That's nothing fine, though.
0: There's nothing to do.
1: I think for me, I, uh, my parents were always very proactive and they always had a plan and it wasn't, you know, and like. I, too, like, I didn't want to go to therapy. I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want to whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of, like, forced it on me. And I and you
0: want to fix it, which is very kind.
1: Well, not, you know, not like, oh, my God, and then tomorrow you'll be better. But I think that, I think that you go deeper and deeper into the hole when you tell yourself, well, this is what it is. Yeah. That's, I think, like, the most damaging thought pattern that you can have. And so I think I try to, like, disrupt that a little bit.
0: Part of what's sucking is, like... Doing these things over and over again,
1: mm-hmm. and not. What am I better? gonna do?
0: Call my therapist every day? I guess so. But like,
1: yeah, you it's can. just
0: kind of this thing of like, okay, I'm doing the steps. I'm doing all the steps. I'm doing the steps. Okay, and today is the same,
1: right? But so it's like, also, you know, this stuff is long term. It's not like changing your meds. You're not gonna feel that effect the next day. It's gonna take like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then, to me, it's like. Just making sure that, like, you're still alive during those two, three weeks. <laughs> I get nervous
0: um, to nap sometimes because I worry that if I don't write back to you or
1: Cheyenne, it's like code red. I th- I'm the- I'm, worried about you because I know that you're so unhappy, but I don't think that you will act on your impulses. Yeah. I feel like you are... Um, I feel confident enough in, in your uh, coping mechanisms and your stability that despite potential suicidal thoughts that mm-hmm. you're not about to act out on them. But if I'm wrong, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I I have felt. Ah! Is this just
0: the episode where I cry the whole sure, time? Sure, why not? I have felt closer to it. Yeah.
1: No, you have never, you have never, I have grown up with suicidal tendencies and self-harm in a way that I don't think you did. Like, I think you struggled with stuff, but I it wasn't like... but it
0: wasn't ever with, like, the end game.
1: Yeah, well, rarely is. But, like, um, yes, you have brought it up much more than you have in the past. And I can tell that you have a fear of it. But it's honestly, it's because you're vocalizing that fear to me that mm, I am mm-hmm. not as worried... If you weren't, if that makes sense, because I know that you're worried about it and you don't want to do that Mm -hmm. versus like when you're secretive about things. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm I've like uh, I think been down about like the bipolar diagnosis
1: Mm -hmm. because it makes you feel like the cards are stacked against you
0: Mm -hmm. or like that. It's just like, well, that's the situation.
1: But you know that's not true. Yeah. Well, do I? I don't know. I mean, I I grew up very differently than I am right now. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot of work that can always be done. And yes, it's going to be a lot more work for someone like you. But that doesn't mean, you know, you're not capable of doing it seems hard yeah it sucks it's (laughs) the worst it's way easier to just nap
0: (laughs) (laughs) i but yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's also like um it's also that thing where like someone could say so many nice things about you and you it doesn't counteract what you're thinking
1: i know but that's where you have to start changing the way that you think and that mm-hmm. is literally just a mental exercise that you have to start doing. Like you have to stop thinking the way that you're thinking. I and also- I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like oh, you won't think of that at all. I'm thinking like you only think the first sentence instead of all twenty sentences. Like when you first say that first self-hating thing, you mm-hmm. go, you you register that that's where you're going and what you're doing, and you put on music or you listen to a uh, podcast, literally like overpowering that thought in your head and yeah. fighting it. Why is it that four
0: people can separately write to me and be like, you're awesome, and I take none of it in? What's that about? Well,
1: it's because you don't want to hear it. I feel like everyone's lying. Then I'm just like, look at these four liars. Because right now you have a perception of yourself as someone who sucks And someone who is suffering and someone who can't experience happiness. I think that you're holding on to this idea of who you are and what you're capable of. Mm. And you need to release that. What do you mean? What idea am I holding on to? That you're you're a piece of shit. That you're unhappy. That you're never going to be happy. That bipolar defines who you are. All of that. Yeah. Like that's your self-image. And it's bullshit.
0: Yes. But I don't see a lot of stories about bipolar disorder that end well.
1: You know? Your mom has it. Yeah, that's true. She's very much alive and in a happy marriage and has children and, you know. Yeah. I I don't think anyone would know she had it if, if you didn't say that she did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and maybe that's the fault of like media and the yeah, depiction in media. It's all the ba- bad
1: stories are what gets headlines. Yeah. If you live a, a stable, quiet life, nobody is writing about you. <laughs> and like, you know, I think like this is dumb, but like movies and like all this type of
0: stuff that's like, it's always like, it's always like the artist that has bipolar
1: and then, and then it's like things go south. It's never like, I yeah, know. but that's also so many movies, the person gets cancer and they die. But then in life, so many people get cancer and they recover, you know, like, yeah, you can't look to storytelling for the truth of the human ex- experience because it's always dramatized. Yeah.
0: Part of it is also like, okay, so if, th- if this is the situation forever, then what's the point?
1: But that's and I hate to the say thinking, that the thinking of that this is forever is the problem. And that's but, a nar- be- but that's a narrative that you have to take away. But even if I find the right medic- meds or like I find the right situation, I could always drop again. But that's anything you could walk outside and the, a car hits you. You oh, can please. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like you find out you have an autoimmune disease tomorrow. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. you just can't play that what if game because it's 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 useless and it's harmful.
0: Yeah. I was saying to our producer that and I think this is relatable to you that the problem is like the call is coming from inside the house. Mhm.
1: Like but guess what? It's your house, so you can redecorate. <laughs> you I know? can I
0: can I cannot have a landline. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it, it's at the same time that you feel so powerless, you also have all of the power. That's actually a really good
0: saying. Thank you. Is this bad? Is this like triggering to our audience? Is this bad that I'm like, I don't know, because I feel this thing of like people looking looking up to me or whatever or
1: seeing me in a certain way. I think that this is the most helpful. Is it? I don't know. If I was suffering from something and I was looking and I looked up to someone and I found out that they were suffering the same thing, but were were succeeding in my eyes, that would be that would give me hope.
0: Yeah. I feel bad. I feel like I'm I'm not being like the mental health role model. I'm being the person who's like You don't need to Bleh.
1: be. I don't I don't consider myself a mental health role model. I consider myself a mental health advocate. And those are two very different things. It's about having the conversation and being transparent about stuff.
0: I don't want and then I feel like I don't want the listeners to
1: worry about me. But I guess I can't control if they are or aren't. And right now, all that matters is you and your well-being. You can't worry about how that's going to affect other people.
0: Like, like how think, often
1: do I text you, being like, "I want to quit"? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and then and then it's and which is fine. Like we'll quit, whatever. But then also, <laughs> like, I that's that text is fine to me. It's the text that says, "I'm sorry." Like I don't need an apology. I'm not upset. You're not making my life worse. You're not a burden. All I care about is you just getting into a better place. Yeah. But that
0: was the whole thing. I kept being like, remember, I was like,
1: so an update.
0: Um, This will affect your career because I, I, there are things that we're doing together that I don't want to do anymore. Not the podcast. We can still do the podcast. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where I was like, there are things I don't want to do anymore. And I, and I felt like bad because I felt like, oh, get your shit together or you're going to ruin Allison's life. I have a life. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet that you think you're my whole life. But no, I I've just actually- mean that.
0: Oh my god, I just mean that. Like, I, I'm like, well, she's hitched her wagon to a fucking cart that's falling apart, and she, and it's my fault, and whatever. I don't feel that way at all. No, no. I, w- I want to be. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess there's just stuff that like.
1: I can't do right now, and that's okay. But imagine if you had a physical injury; you that would just be the reality. The reality would be, oh, I broke my leg. I can't work out right now. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do this shoot right now. I can't. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to rest and recover. And this is just a a, a mental flare up, but it's just a flare up, and we'll get through it. Yeah. And I mean you wouldn't and if you broke your ankle you wouldn't be like my ankle's going to be broken the rest of my life. Ankle's heal. Like your your mind with work and with the right medications it's going to heal. It's going to restabilize. Mm. And you don't you don't immediately go well tomorrow I'll break my ankle again. You know like this is just a this is just a flare up and it's an injury. It's honestly it's like an injury that you'll recover from. Yeah.
0: If your friend is like me and you're a listener, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you do
1: during this period? I think that you try to give them the bigger picture mm. and the frame of reference that this is not permanent. Mm-hmm. And then I also really think that you have to, you have to try to convince them to not let your, their thoughts spiral. Yeah. I think that that is huge. And I think that that is something everyone can work on. Mm-hmm. And it's not; it's never going to be that you don't have. That's the thought. It's just that you don't then have that thought for an hour and a half alone in the dark. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you think that first thought, and then you visualize a stop sign, and you go, "Nope, I'm not going to keep thinking this." And then you put on a podcast, maybe <laughs> ours. <laughs> Like uh, you know, when I was in a bad place, I constantly had music on. I yeah. was always watching TV. I was always reading. I was I was occupying my mind because my mind wanted to shit on me, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to let it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know an active, an active step that you can take and that you can suggest for your friends to take.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, how long is this gonna go on? I don't know.
1: Seems like it's taking forever. It has not been that long. It's been a while. Some people enter funks that last for years and they, you know, and they don't get out of bed for three years. This is not what's happening to you. You're I still would... you're still experiencing joy. You're still going out. You're still you're you know, like you're still fulfilling work obligations, you're still at this podcast, you're still seeing friends, you're still posting on Instagram, you know. This is I know it feels like Rock bottom, but you are not at rock bottom. Rock bottom is is very different than what you're still functioning.
0: I'm I am functioning.
1: I am functioning. I you're just, not high functioning, which is what you normally are, but you're functioning.
0: <sighs> yeah, I like went home yesterday and just slept.
1: That's okay. It was a holiday. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It wasn't like you had a meeting. You didn't tell anyone you weren't going to go, and then you slept through it. When you have the time and the space, rest, relax, recuperate. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I just haven't. Uh, yeah, it's just like it's just it's just ah, uh, I ju- it's just I don't know. It's just like it sucks. down. It's down and bad and yeah. I know that.
1: I know. And how?
0: And, you know, I'm sure and I feel like I'm sure it's jarring. Like, if you listen to this podcast and you're a fan of us, it would be jarring to hear like some ah, someone that you're a fan of be like, I'm throwing my hands up for those who are listening. <laughs> you know, that's weird. Is it?
1: I guess because, yeah. Why is it weird? This isn't like a news podcast. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like today Brian I- Williams is like, and today I feel yucky. <laughs> this is what this show's for. Yeah. We've never not discussed this kind of thing. I think it would be weirder if we went about like it is business as usual and you faked faked how you were feeling, then we wouldn't be delivering on the promise of the show.
0: True. Yeah, and I think if you are like me, don't get resentful of people checking on you. It's easy to try to start to be like, "Man, leave me alone." But like like they're do- they're they're being they're doing the right thing. You
1: you sort of being like, "Why is everyone checking on me?" It's like, "Well, they're checking on you because something's wrong and because you have such value as a person that people care." Yeah. Even when you feel like you don't have any value, you do, and that's shown in the fact that people are checking in on you. And if you're someone where no one is checking in on you, that doesn't mean you don't have value. Exactly. You still very much have value. You just maybe need to find some resources and maybe work on on finding people who who will see that value in you.
0: Or let people know. Let I people think know sometimes what's going people on. have no idea what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's tough. I feel uh, like a huge burden when I reach out to people.
1: But in reality, how, how can they know to help you if you don't tell them? Exactly. And also, how big of a burden is it for me to send you five texts? It's not It's not like I'm showing up at your house every two hours to, like, see if you're still breathing. You're not yeah. a burden. It's like it, the amount of time spent handling your breakdown for me is minimal. Maybe I should be <laughs> doing more is what I'm saying. But, you know, like, you're not a, you're not a burden. I think if you aren't letting people know
0: what's up then they can't help you. Of
1: course
2: not.
0: And if you're not – and that even means, like, calling a suicide hotline. Like, not just mm-hmm. if you don't have people in your life directly, but, like, if you're not calling a hotline, if you're not going to therapy, if you're not, like, doing something where you're letting someone know what's going on, nobody can give you anything back.
1: Right. So, That's you know. something you're working on, I think, is is being more vulnerable with people and honest.
0: I can't believe I'm crying on this
1: fucking show. Are you kidding me? Well, let's see how it went over with our producer Kristen. <laughs> if uh, the crying made us get a higher rating, and I, I think probably it's a difficult episode, huh? I'm having a blast.
0: No, I just mean I'm sure for you know I'm. It's also like how how am I still like I'm
1: thinking of the listener being like ah oh, what a difficult episode for the listener. I think everyone. After listening to this episode, please leave a five star review to prove to Gabby that this was in fact helpful and good.
0: Here's the other thing is that I think people don't don't show the truth of what's going on when you're having a major depressive episode. Mm-hmm. so if I don't sound like myself, like here's the truth this is it's ugly, yeah, you know I know depression's not cute, depression's not romanticized here's the here's the fucking ugliness, you know I mean, you do look pretty
1: cute right now, but
0: I'm in an oversized sweatshirt. It's a very cute look.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, what do you think? I want to thank both of you for being not only brutally honest, but brutally vulnerable. And I think that is a really big gift that you both have to offer our listeners. Uh, I appreciate that you model what it's like to be a best friend each of you model that and I think that's what people tune in for of like what does it look like to have a friend that's there for you in the times where you want to joke about uh Bradley Cooper being a bottom or or, I
1: hope we bring that up every episode. I would say joke I'd say speculate. Speculate. Yeah
3: uh, speculation on that. Break Um, the news that. (laughs) Or or being there being a friend when someone's experiencing depression and and understanding how to navigate their mental health diagnosis even though it's challenging so i i, I rate this <laughs>
1: you don't because, have to read no it. <laughs> i rate this
3: because i'm a cancer and i love feeling feelings and emotions yeah uh i rate this 10 heart to hearts
1: oh beautiful you know
3: heart to heart conversations yes yes yep. yes that's that's what this uh has felt like it's been a, a big wonderful episode about self-discovery and just being very vulnerable and open to learning new things. You learned some new things, Allison, about astrology. I did.
1: I'm on the fence still, but I also like what I heard about myself. So that I'll cling to. <laughs> oh, it was so accurate. I was
0: dying. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I I mean, I already... <sighs> I don't like to be told things about myself weirdly. So like, I guess that's why I started crying. Although it, it, it that is where I'm at right now. But I also like if but You someone, love
1: astrology.
0: I know, but if someone gets to the heart of me, I'm like, no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I was just in a perfect space to like have someone get to the heart of me and me be like fully crumble. That's
3: okay. Yeah. yeah I think you need that exterior to be tapped into. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. little shell to be cracked. We, cr-
1: oh. we cracked
0: your wide open today, Gabs. I know. I know. And and uh, yeah. And I and I just I think it's important. That's why I'm not like stopping the mic or anything. Like I think a lot of times we're shown mental illness as something that A people have gotten past or B it's it's shown as beautiful in some way. And like and like th- this was like not n- not easy, not cute, like not you know what I mean? And like that's that's the truth of it and the only way you can talk about it or the only way your friend can know how to help you is like to be like no this is the this is what it's really
1: like well thank you for sharing that i know that it's hard i think
0: it's gotta at least help somebody
3: i think so i think so too
1: and also
0: there's i'm sure there's people who masturbate to crying so if that's for <laughs> you Man, lots of content
3: for that <laughs> And we're just going to let the last 10 minutes roll of you sobbing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. To try to get a new niche audience. Wiki sob. Wiki sob. I'm
0: five out of five on Wiki sob, and that's what I rate this episode.
1: Allison, what do you rate this episode? I rate it revolutionary.
3: Hey! Mm, There we go. Snaps to that. Now we just got to get me crying, and then we'll really have accomplished everything we set out to do. I think if we can get all three of us crying, (laughs) we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to shift. The Universal Planes or something.
0: It's like, what did we learn? But, like, we already learned it. Everyone's exhausted.
1: <laughs> Everyone's
3: exhausted, that's for sure. So
1: I think that's it. <laughs> I, think-
3: <laughs> I know. Um, one thing that I really did love um, is this idea that we are all carrying something. And yeah. you don't know who's in what state and right. who, who needs to hear that extra word of encouragement or who needs to just have somebody lend a shoulder to lean on or an ear to listen to. And that idea of checking in on your friend is so important and crucial. It's something that as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go through my list of people that I need to check in on. I need to also make myself more open to being checked in on. I try to carry on. like Everything's fine and some times things aren't fine and you have to be okay to let that show through and gabby again i appreciate you being yourself and bringing that it's hard and it's not easy
0: thanks yeah you never know what somebody is going through and what it might mean to them for you to reach out true um so reach out to your friends right now do it take out your phone Gabby, how you doing? Cash at me, $5. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I've i learned uh, a lot about myself and uh, also what the difference is between the moon and the sun. Yeah. And the rising star. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that I le- at least came out on top of one thing. You know what I mean?
1: Astrology is real
0: wow i just said
1: that to help you feel better but (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i'll take it (laughs) a little win lie to your friends (laughs) to make them feel better (laughs) (laughs) just between us is hosted by me allison raskin and me gabby dunn our engineer is brendan burns he also composed our theme music our producer
0: is kristen torres our senior producer is john asante our supervising producer is josephine martirana Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Just Between Us is a production of Stitcher. I love you. I love you too.